Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including a final space, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ander. Hi. Alex Bonilla. Kukri. And uh, still not done with that? No? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Ne- never. Never. <laughs> okay. Not yet. No. And uh, John McKenna. Hi, everybody. Uh, today, Michelle, uh, Mooncake over there, and John and uh, will be discuss. John and I will be discussing uh, Chapter Four of Final Space, uh, the new TBS uh, adult sci-fi um, comedy animated series. Uh, we've been talking the first uh, three episodes here in two podcasts. Uh, so far, and we'll be recapping Final Space every week here on the Overly Animated Podcast. Find us at OverlyAnimated.com or search for Overly Animated Final Space on iTunes to find our iTunes or Final Space specific iTunes feed. Subscribe there on YouTube if you're listening there to not miss any of our future Final Space recaps. Uh, I assume this up, uh, last week's episode went up online early. Make sure that you, uh, stay tuned to wherever these are, are airing first, uh, TBS online. I feel like some episodes aired on TNT before TBS, you know, whatever. Just may, get, get your final space in. Spoilers here for chapter four, uh, final space, big episode. Make sure you've seen this one, but let's get right into this. Uh, Michelle, what did you think of chapter four? I think this is the episode that actually got me interested in the show for real. For real? Um, you weren't interested last yeah, week? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I was, like, interested in, like, okay, here's the show. We'll see what happens kind of way. But, like, now I'm like, okay. Like, now I really want to tune in again. I don't know. I just, I felt like there were, like, stakes in it that I cared about. And I felt like I was connecting with the characters way more than I was before. And I, al- I also want to, like, just scroll back and see who was, like, in charge of writing and directing this one. Because it just, it felt a little different from the first three in, like, a way I really appreciated like, I even thought, like, Gary was fine. Like, I, I thought he was really funny a lot of time. I didn't hate him. And my fears about Gwen, like, totally went away. And it was just really awesome and funny and still had, like, you know, touching moments. So I think it has everything about the show I was hoping would get better. Shell, I know why you uh, like this episode. Uh, it's because it's why? a huge Kevin episode. <laughs> oh, my God. Right? Kevin totally proved himself to Gary. It was so good. It was so good. Huge Kevin episode, yeah. Okay, Michelle's hype. Uh, we'll get we'll get further takes here. Alex, what did you think of Chapter Four? I also really enjoyed it. I I think Episode Three is probably is probably better overall, but I definitely agree with Michelle that the the moments where they wanted to amp up the emotional stakes, they they really landed with me. the The Kevin scene is amazing. I, I'm on Michelle's side now. Kevin is a good character now. <laughs> so oh, I'm, further I'm jumping well. onto the bandwagon yeah. of other people's faves, Alex. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's the easy way out. Um, I'm not as high on Quinn as Michelle. I'm I, I'm still skeptical on how they're handling her up to now mostly her interactions with the the main characters so i'll keep my judgment open on on that front but yeah all in all this is just still a very consistent quality of an episode compared to the previous three and i definitely believe that this story is getting a little bit more complicated we're actually making gary a little bit more important slowly Mm -hmm. uh and just yeah, it, it does a good job of incorporating our main ca- main cast, even at the same time giving a spotlight to lesser characters, like say Kevin. Lesser characters, come on. 
up to now he might he might be the hero at the end of the story we never know but yeah, i think kevin's the main character now yeah um okay john we haven't heard your take on the show in general yet so uh, what do you think of uh, what have you thought of the first four episodes of final space then get into in depth into this uh, specific episode a little bit um, I will admit it took me a while to get into the show after I saw the first two episodes. I thought it was like, yeah, it's okay. But Gary was really starting to get on my nerves. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was a sort of like suave sort of cool guy. But then he would just, you know, it, it, it didn't have the kind of traits that I really liked in a main character. He just sort of arrogant, sarcastic, you know, trying to think he's better than everybody else. But he's really not. I will say that uh, season three, uh, episode three definitely did turned me and got me really more interested into the show i will say that david Tennant right now as lord commander is incredible i absolutely love how he's playing this character it's demonic manic it's a new side to it's a new side to his voice acting ability yeah um when compared to you know scoot scoot vitek on one end uh, kevin kilgrave on the other end I have never heard this version of David Tennant before, and I absolutely love it. It shows how much range he has as a voice actor, and it just makes me like him that much more, as if I didn't like him enough already. Uh, episode four, a uh, chapter four, I should say, I like this. I like what they're doing with Quinn, how they're making her this really stable character who really knows what she's doing, and Gary is just this sort of love-struck loser, and love-struck loser on one end, but on the other end, we get more of that side story, that backstory where he sees his father die when he gets caught in that supernova. And I think and that adds an important level of depth to him. And I can kind of well, I can kind of see how why he reacts the way he does and the bravado he puts on. So for me, episode four is chapter four. Like chapter three got me into the show. Chapter four got me invested in Captain Gary. And Captain I thought, Gary. I'm calling him. <laughs> you know what? Screw it. He's a prisoner, but he wants to be a captain. Let him. Uh, I liked it. I really, I really, th- this got, this a lot. I want to keep going with this show. And it's thanks to these last two episodes. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Um, yeah. I think that chapter four is uh, fucking fantastic. I think oh, it is yay! Like, uh, I, I think it is by far the best episode of the show. Oh, One of the best high five. One of the best episodes of animation of the year, if not like the best. Oh. Um, it's it's we're two months in, Dylan. Yeah, it's February. It's, it's March now. It's okay. Really uh, it's so fucking good. Oh, my God. There's so many sequences that are legitimately great dramatic sequences. And I had no idea the show would do that. Um, I think that like the criticism is that it is seem it's for the most part not yet capable of doing uh pretty good comedy and great dramatic moments at the same time. Um, like I think the first ep- half of the episode very funny, second half of the episode very dramatic. Um, for the most part they don't intersect, but like wow, it, this this one blew me away. Um, I, I don't I don't know what uh Owen Rogers has been talking about with doesn't get good till till episode ten because this was great. <laughs> like uh seriously, this was a legitimately great episode of television and it's the fourth episode of the series i mean the sequences of um gary going to uh rescue quinn uh gary and mooncake going out to the to this the, the dying star um you know the, the the kevin insertion and uh just a huge uh hugely successful the gary flashback sequences um i think the big thing to be blown away by is the production quality of the show like uh mm-hmm. it's the animation definitely stood yeah. out mm. it's be- beautiful visuals 
The animation uh, in these sequences was incredible. The storyboarding, the sound, the especially the music, uh, it just all comes together incredibly well. Also, the episodes are just very well written. Uh, like, it is really standout episode. I, I di- absolutely didn't think the show would be capable of this in three seasons, much less in episode four. <laughs> it's uh, it's really impressive. Like, uh, I don't know. Is this is this how good the rest of the episodes are going to be? Or is this just like uh, uh, um, an exception because it was the Quinn introduction or whatever? Like, that's what I mean. That's why I'm wondering, like, who boarded it and who directed it? Like, is it is it yeah, there? No, it's it's I more think, than anything. Or is I, this just the show finding its footing finally? In, in I mean, I think four? I think it was uh, written by uh, Owen Rogers and David sacks uh the the producers and then uh the director directed at previous episodes like it's not you know it's, okay. it's the show hitting its stride i think it's uh mm. yeah and um i mean i don't know if it's gonna go this big dramatic every week but uh yeah crazy like i feel like that's the big thing is like uh, do we like the show going full sci-fi drama like i feel like that's what this is like i think that's a big question because if you like the uh, humor of the show more chapter three certainly had way more to offer um, not that this episode wasn't funny. I thought there are uh, quite a few great funny moments, but, um, it's like, uh, th- these big dramatic moments, like Michelle, what, what stands out to you thinking of uh, specific scenes in this episode? It's just like one of my biggest fears was Quinn's interactions with Gary and it actually was handled really, really well. And even to the point where like she sees him talking to like the camera, even though he like realizes she's never gotten them, he just like does it because it's it's what he does to kind of vent his life. Just like, well, I hope whoever you're talking to gets them, but like you're really far in space. They probably won't. And she just like seeing Quinn kind of realize based on how everyone treats Gary on the ship, how much like he's kind of influenced them and coming to, like, respect him more in terms of that. And by that, I mean, like, being like, okay, we're going to wait for Gary, even though, like, we might get, we might die. The, the star might kill yeah. us. I, I understand that, like, he means enough to all of you that, like, there's something I don't know about him yet that I might recognize to be, like, an important quality in a person. And that's, like, a great way to, like, motivate her as a character, I think, into, like, caring about him more. And just, like, when he's, like, calling her all those names, like, saucy minks and stuff, and she keeps punching him in the face. Yeah, and he's like, we're flirting. This is great. This is flirting, and she punches him like one last time. He's like, okay, we're not flirting. It's just that was hilarious to me. I thought it was handled really well, and it didn't feel like creepy and uncomfortable in the way that I was like worried it was going to be. So I just like I feel like it was handled really carefully and and thoughtfully enough that it didn't like gross me out, and that was like my ultimate fear. So. That was a huge relief. And that wasn't even like the strongest part of the episode, but like it even managed to do that stuff well. And so like, I'm just like really, really glad. And for, for me up to that point, I kind of loved that scene because Gary, I, I thought, you know what? He really needed a good punch in the face. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. For real. What? Yeah. And it's not, it, Quinn was, and they, they portray Quinn not acting with malice there. It's just like, this is just a reaction to him being an idiot. And then she's all, all yeah. business after. Yeah. But at the same time, does Gary come out of that any the wiser? Not no, really, right? No, not like Gary's learning his lesson, no. Um, He's but, slowly yeah. learning, I would say. Yeah, I, let's start with the Quinn, rela- the Quinn introduction and relationship. I mean, she'd been in previous episodes, but Quinn and Gary, because, uh, well, I do think these big dramatic moments maybe are, uh, you know, they, they, they those are like one-off, uh, more exceptional things. This Quinn thing we'd been uh, talking about, anticipating it, kind of dreading uh, Quinn-Gary mm-hmm. meeting. 
And uh, they definitely handle Quinn in a very legitimate way, and they have her check Gary a lot. Um, the show makes fun of Gary in the uh, previously on. On Rogers makes fun of Gary. Like uh, we we're very yeah. we're very aware. The, like, they're like he's been talking to this lady for five years. What a loser! Yeah, I was what like, a loser! Oh my god, the show is self aware. Hooray! Yes, that's that's <laughs> that like the big thing. Uh, yeah, Owen Rogers very aware of, of this dynamic. It's I don't think we're out of the woods in this being. Uh, potentially troubling she's still the only female mm-hmm. character um but like you know you have to be uh happy with how this was handled in this episode given the right. setup that we had. Yeah. yeah i yeah. i just love i just love what you said oh i never oh i never got those uh emails i'm like wow what a kick in the nuts yeah. that is you spent five years get, sending out messages that she never got. Yeah, we'd speculated well, like, that on that the previous one. It mattered to me because, like, for Gary, like, he never knew Quinn, so it was never really going to be about Quinn. It was about him, like, being able to talk to somebody and having that matter to him. But, right. like, whether or not she actually got it didn't matter so much. He's actually going to have to, like, see Quinn as a person now. But I feel like those are two separate things, so it never really bugged me that much. Yeah, like, I mean, oh, no, he's going to be so disappointed. It's like, well, it was never really about her because he met her for, like, five seconds. Yeah, I mean, you have to, obviously, in reality, they're not the same thing in Gary's uh, deranged mind that uh, they're, they're connected. And <laughs> yeah. uh, I think the sequence of uh, Gary's rescues Quinn, Quinn doesn't know who he is. First mm-hmm. of all, incredible. Um, oh, yeah, him, into- him being dramatic was so freaking hilarious. <laughs> like, going from room to room and just, like, posing Yes, and then that, yeah. Oh and then uh, him, him, like, uh, freaking it, out over that. And then him immediately going to send a video to Quinn about uh, Quinn not knowing. It's, it's That like, was so incredible, that sequence. Oh, my it's the goodness. Most chore- it's the most choreographed freak out yeah. in animation. That was a well, reference, it, it, was, that it, was it, a reference to something, right? Yeah, okay. So I, Gary I thought he was loose. channeling Gary Thriller, but okay. Yeah, uh, more Footloose uh, animation current references not landing with those young people, but um, it's uh, it's it's uh, just that uh, that that whole uh, exchange. It's like like how how's how is the show going to react when Gary and Quinn meet? Literally right off the bat, does not <laughs> does not know who he is, um, and then continually forgets his name, and then like it right. ends with like, this great she sequence. Everyone yeah. else's name. Yes, it's like okay, oh, yeah. First of all, Quinn loves Kevin, by the way, um, which is uh, best friends. Um, but uh, are, are are we sure? about that <laughs> i think it's just that she cares more about everybody else except gary on the ship she was very she happy when kevin saved the day yeah but she didn't believe he could do the mission well Both yeah her and I, mean, from, like, I need to do it and then he just yeah yeah well, who, who would kevin does that? something heroic you're like oh sure <laughs> oh so great, you're saying quinn. you're saying quinn much like you is a bandwagon kevin supporter uh, of course <laughs> everyone in the kevin fan club doesn't matter when you come in we adopt everyone yeah, michelle's the Thank president you. and she, yes. okay, she well, proclaims kevin, that well, well kevin is just kind of a loser and then he pulls off that stunt i mean who trusts losers Kevin's not a loser. He's just like dumb and kind of the way Gary's dumb, which is why I think they're great for each other. In terms of losers, Kevin has already surpassed uh, Jerry from Rick and Morty because with Uh, that heroic stunt. So I think we're we're fast. That's not hard, though. That's not hard. True. Yeah. Um, So the secret, the dynamic we're establishing with Quinn and Gary is uh, Gary's being moronic. Quinn is not having it and uh, reacts uh, – just uh, does not care and uh, reacts uh, violently against him but also is not emotionally phased. 
Uh, she's just very focused on uh, her mission. And uh, yet she still um, can appreciate the uh, general charms of Gary, uh, even yeah, though she said she's he was pretty, cute. Yeah. I yeah. was not expecting that. Uh, Michelle, what's your what's your ship radar for Quinn and Gary after Quinn called mm-hmm. uh, Gary cute? Yeah. It's like higher than it was in their first meeting. Like she laughed at his dumb antics twice and she said he was like low key cute, even though he like has problems. So like, yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure I, it might become a thing eventually. Uh, this stuff is why I was, I was a bit more tepid on, on Quinn in this episode, just because oh, yeah. like the part of like him, her from the very beginning being like, Oh, he's kind of cute and like laughing at all it just it feels a little bit in contrast with her no nonsense attitude and it's uh, it's setting up it's setting up their relationship way too obviously for my taste well i think the show has uh the show has made it destiny with uh nightfall so um yeah yeah like clone or something we don't know that's right that's gonna be interesting i love no uh, like from the intro you know it's gonna happen so it just it has to happen but i i feel like just from the very beginning it feels a little bit unrealistic that uh, this relationship happens this way like from the very beginning you're like oh, okay he's kind of cute but he's dumb and, and then just by being in interaction with is, them, is your skepticism of it based on the setup from uh you know what we what we didn't like in episode one of uh you know he he just he didn't know her and he just went up to her and he's obsessed with her for years because of that or is it come from the, the presentation in this specific episode i think it's a combination of the two the fact that it, it happens so suddenly so suddenly in this episode and in previous episodes all we have is gary being very obsessive so it's still it's still gonna be a problematic thing either way if if Gary continues his personality this way and uh, Quinn ends up falling in love with him regardless, despite these uh, very uh, troublesome traits. Uh, And and especially in that, in that sequence where he's doing like the spicy, spicy thoughts. uh, Oh yeah. And it, and it, and it doesn't come off like he's actually learned anything. So it feels like we're going to have that kind of interaction for, for a while. Uh, So it just, I'm still a little worried on how we're going to handle that. This episode, I agree is great for Quinn herself but her interactions with gary and with avocado because also i was a little disappointed with avocados yeah they didn't sexism. really talk but, um, much at all it was just like they kind of fought with each other and didn't get anything done which was unfortunate i agree well, yeah and uh, avocado well, they, they both have very similar mindsets so. though yeah, they, they both have that whole machismo thing. What did, what did avoc- little... wait, wait, hold on. What did Avocado do? That's wrong. Well, he, he was like, oh, I can do it. Um, like in fi- fighting over who's going to go there. And it's like, yeah, well, okay, well, whatever. Let, let me, and like, let me do it, baby. And don't call me. Oh, baby. yeah. Like, okay, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, there you go. Okay, it's, that It's a very cliche interaction. And I expected better from Avocado because up to this <laughs> point, we, well, just up to this point, Avocado has been the straight man to Gary's manicness. So, like, you figure, okay, yeah. well, he's the more serious one of of the group. Yeah. But he Gary, Gary's great, rubbing off on him. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, maybe a little bit of that. <laughs> maybe it's just latent sexism since we haven't seen him interact with female character either up to this point. But, yeah, so just Quinn is a great character. I, I want to make that clear. She's awesome in this episode. But, yeah, I'm, I'm still a little skeptical to how we're going to handle the male-female interactions on this show going forward. I thought that I think the Quinn Gary stuff. I I really hope they do take their time with it, though. I don't mind the fact that Quinn said, "Oh yeah, he's kind of cute." It's like you can definitely say that without it meaning anything. I mean, look at some of the other shows we cover here. Uh, Steven thought Connie was cute the first time they've interacted, and they're not an item yet. Uh, yes, they, they are. 
Well, it's not it's canon, Alex. No, that's a bad it's never example. canon bad until example. they smooch. That's the rule. Thank you. But but you know what it is? It's like I I think they could I think they could still make it a long game with it though. And the interactions kind of almost make sense. I mean, it makes sense. It makes more sense than for Gary to have this kind of persona than for uh, avocado uh, avocado because we know we know Gary tries to put off this you know sort of brave macho persona and avocado is supposed to be more of the straight man but i do sort of understand it he might he is a bit of a smooth talker you know cody galloway definitely sounds like he would be a smooth talker for every character he plays uh so i'm not too mad about that but i did like the fact that quinn really stood her own as a character she did pop out she was it was she was confident but but she wasn't brash she knew she, she realized that she is very much in this now this this now newly developing vast conspiracy but the but she did she did a great job. It's going to be an interesting relationship. I think it is going to mellow out with time. There might still be some romantic tension, but I think they've left it open enough for it to be, you know, to get a couple seasons worth out of it at least. Seasons worth. Oh boy. Yeah, if, um, if, that's not, if, that's if, not true. Oh, come, wait, it's, 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 this can't it's, only last one season. Well, first, well, there's only one season right now. They're definitely not, uh, th- like, this is this is a season arc. Like, I, th- I think the Quinn Gary stuff is going to culminate in episode 10 either way. Um, like, you know, it's not like we're not going to pay off Nightfall, and Nightfall is the culmination of Quinn having feelings for Gary. So, uh, we'll, but, but who is Nightfall, though? Nightfall, we don't know yet. Nightfall. Dylan, we don't know. It's, <laughs> it's clearly Quinn. It's, it's clearly Quinn. We don't know what version of Quinn it is, but it is Quinn. Um, is, is this it, one of those like multiverse things again? Like could be a mul- could be a multiverse. Could be just uh, time travel. Could be an AI. Could be a clone. Uh, any of that. Yeah. Oh God. Um. Hey, yeah. Shiro Voltron. Um. We'll see what happens with that <laughs> soon. Uh. So okay. There's like ten minutes of discussion. To fast, fast and furious. Here. We're very hyped about steps. A lot to respond to. Uh. For me, but uh. First of all, lay off avocado, Alex. He's great. Uh. Second of all, uh. <laughs> avocado is my bend for the doubt for now. That's what all, uh, only character on the show. It, it it was one interaction. So I'm. I'm- with you on that yeah he's he's, he's uh, every, it, it was it was whatever um i think it's way too early to call quinn a great character she had a good episode she's still kind of one or two dimensional um she's driven and uh she doesn't put up with gary's shit that's kind of her character traits right now so I'd like to see more from from quinn she had a great episode i uh, i don't i think if you if it's possible to ignore the context of gary and quinn then this episode was not problematic with with the two of them, if you can just isolate this episode, um, because I mean, obviously Gary's behavior uh, not good, but um, yeah. I don't I don't think Quinn calling Gary cute is uh, I don't that didn't feel uh, out of place to me. It felt like the best possible way to show some sort of uh, potential romantic feelings from Quinn's side. Uh, it's just like, oh, look at this uh, stupid idiot. Like, uh, it's like uh, he's like uh, an animal. Like, uh, you know, it's it's he's he's. Uh, this, I think I think that that worked really well. Um, That's with, uh, like kind of what I was thinking because it seems like the kind of thing like if it was a book, a character would think in their head, but not say out loud. Like, oh, a person's kind of cute. Like, okay, I yeah. think the fact that she said out loud was like what, but like, yeah, I agree. That's just like her having a response and us being let in on that response, which she we probably couldn't have been able to tell if she didn't say it out loud yeah i think i think i think that moment was pretty interesting um it it, it ties 
uh, the rest of the interactions together because uh, otherwise there's the sense of it being completely unwarranted uh, or unwanted and it is unwanted but at least there's like uh, okay uh, at least there's something uh, that being said Gary's still bad and I think Alex's commentary that Gary's Quinn side is mostly fine Gary's side in uh, is, is is still not good um, but uh, you certainly were going down the route of Quinn has to beat Gary into submission <laughs> like no uh, no no no, no the thing literally is, Quinn, and, uh, okay Quinn only hits Gary when he invades her personal right. space. Yeah, definitely. Physically. So I like, agree it's with not that. like she's just hitting him for the hell. I mean, of it. beat him. He beat his idiocy into submission. Like uh, Gary yes, is not. Gary is true. going to very slowly be uh, become less and less of an idiot uh, as uh, Quinn is uh, punishing him. Right? Like this is warranted. Obviously, um, it kind of sucks that she would. I agree with Alex in that it sucks that she has to be in that position to like get him to change. By like beating him up every time he oversteps her boundaries. Like I wish that wasn't a thing that had to happen for him to be like a quote unquote better person. Yeah. But maybe well, the show will drop that. And I he think, will find out other ways to become a better person without resorting to that. But in context, though, we have to consider the fact that he's been on a ship for five years. His last human interaction, for what we can understand, was him hitting on Quinn in a bar. He's mm-hmm. picking up sort of where he left off and he has to right. sort of reacclimate to dealing with uh beings that aren't programmed robots so i so in a weird way he's gonna learn how to interact with quinn in a way where he respects her as a colleague and yeah there's gonna be the romantic interest and all that junk but you know i maybe it was and i said earlier he needed a good punch in the face and you know what the robots were gonna do it for him quinn certainly was up to the task yeah, and like I think it's fine for the context of this episode. I just don't want to be like episode nine, have this still be the dynamic and have yeah. nothing change. Like I don't want to be their thing. I want them to have a better thing than this. Right. But it, I think it's fine for their intro episode and, together. And call and when she called him cute, I felt like it allows that to happen in a realistic way, rather than it being that sort of oh, I don't like you, well, I love you, and then eventually she's like, okay, I love you too, because right, then that would, yeah. that, that's, that's just nauseating. If, if we're doing romance, this is the best way to start. Like, if we're doing, we would prefer if they didn't, but if they're doing right. it, like, we need to start with that. Um, yeah. That being said, I still think uh, this episode did not change, as much as it worked really well as the introduction of, introduction of Quinn to Gary, um, it did not change my take that it's mostly an unacceptable ending to have Gary and Quinn romantically together at the end of the show. I think it needs to be a subversion of uh, Gary's feelings here. It needs to be that uh, ultimately they don't end up together. They end up together in a different dimension that's not real. They they like uh, it's it's it needs to be Nightfall can't be the ending here um, because uh, it's just it's it's just like unacceptable given the starting place. I feel like. And uh, as much as much as this episode was as good as it was going to go, like uh, it's still like this. This can't. I'm not. I we can't spend the rest of the series just doing this uh, stupid uh, building cliched building up of romance between idiot guy and capable uh, woman. Like this can't be what. <laughs> yeah, we're doing. I would. I would prefer that not to happen. Also, we'll see though. He has to become not an idiot. And and that like the, uh, that's part of the I think that's part of the sub, the the t- the cliche to a certain extent. I mean, they can do it well, and it would be. Um, not terrible, but it's like idiot guy is taught how to be not idiot by a capable girl, and uh, like uh, they they fall in love. Like um, this I, I, this episode proves to me that the show is better than that. Like uh, because of how good this episode is, and I do I do think it is possible we subvert that ending. The fact um, that they, the fact that they added that flashback scene to seeing his dad die, and this whole idea of there might be a destiny because he's John Goodspeed's son, I feel like that's going to add a lot down the line. 
which is good because I feel like Gary really needs that sort of added depth to really make him a, to make him a better, well-rounded character. Yeah, let's talk about the the Gary's dad stuff because I do think that's the biggest uh, overall narrative takeaway from this episode. We got the episode one Mooncake, the Caterpillar, and Gary's dad uh, brief brief look at, and uh, I think Mel called that the most intriguing part of episode one to her. And uh, mm-hmm. I think it, it pays off in a big way here with uh, we get the full flashbacks of. Uh, Gary, of uh, Gary's dad, uh, John Goodspeed, famous astronaut, presumably, or at least one that is investigating the same thing that Quinn is currently investigating. And uh, he, you know, we see uh, his relationship with Gary and we see him get blown up and uh, and, uh, Gary's kind of repressed memories of this. And I think that this was all really incredibly handled. Like, I thought this was great given the buildup in episode one. I agree this adds a ton of depth to Gary's character. It also, like, adds necessary importance to Gary as a person. Like, that he's not just this just dumb idiot. He's, like, at least he's uh, related to someone who is investigating this. So maybe Quinn has a reason to keep him around now. Like, uh, I think it's tying everything together really well. What What did you think of the flashbacks, Michelle? I liked them. Um, I thought it was kind of, this is like not related, but like in Gary's little tree house, he had all these jars yeah, with he insects was, in them. Yeah. So his dad like brought him a new bug before he left because he like knows what his son's into. And I thought that was a really Gary, good touch. Gary loves bugs and that's maybe <laughs> he why he's so bugs. into mooncake, I guess, because he's kind of like a big he bug. looks like his mooncake bug, his yeah. caterpillar. Yeah, I, I thought the, the flashbacks worked really well. And now I'm like wondering like if his dad was in get, investigating the same thing, and nobody fixed it, and Quinn's, like, investigating it, and they're trying, and everyone, like, all her superiors are ignoring it. Is there, like, a conspiracy? Well, yeah. Did the organization, <laughs> like, kill his dad? Well, yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like the show might be going that route, and I'm really interested. Yes, like, I think I think clearly the implication is that it is, this is all an Infinity, infinity Guard conspiracy. Yeah, they executed Gary, sure. J- Gary's dad, and uh, they're currently trying to do the same thing for Quinn, who we don't know why that they are trying to cover up this... Uh, you know this this space it could it might not be the infinity guard i guess although they're the ones chasing them in this episode it's it's kind of hinted that it is um yeah uh, alex what do you think of uh these that these flashbacks and the implication of the infinity guard conspiracy um i definitely think the flashback sequences were very interesting to watch just the, him going into a white white background it's like a very dreamy state mm-hmm. um the, the, his father's uh, character design was a little bit blander than i expected it reminded me of like the family guy american dad style yeah, he characters. looks like american dad yeah like yeah older, like a very like manny kind of guy yeah so that that was distracting for like five seconds but then i got over <laughs> it but uh, <laughs> and ron i think ron perlman does the voice so he he, he does a good job of just uh, adding the extra manliness to an astronaut i guess and uh, yeah just seeing uh, little gary and and uh, our present Gary witnessing that again, uh, Gary having to say, oh, do I have to watch this? Uh, and the, the, the caterpillar. Uh, who is, is that caterpillar also a hallucination? The one that says, yes, so you have to or something like that. <laughs> I think it's part of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. I would say the, yeah. the level one interpretation is that this is all um, hallucinations from the radiation from the, the dying star, yeah. Yeah, although but like because of that, it may almost makes it seem like oh, somebody, somebody or something is making him relive these memories at this moment for a reason. So could we'll could see. be a magic caterpillar controlled by yeah, someone. We'll, yeah, we'll see down the line if that means anything. But that that detail stood out to me, and yeah, just the emotionalness of just seeing them both having to witness his uh, dad going up into space, them knowing what's going to happen, which is the explosion. And uh, and just the present Gary, like his 
like his eyes as they're like yeah like that that's a very haunting image it felt very anime in a very effective and good way yeah Yeah, anime in a good way what yes (laughs) the eye twitch was very effective the implications Uh, (laughs) but but, uh yeah so i i really Really enjoyed that that sequence, and that's definitely one of the examples of this episode and being able to add emotional weight to th- this kind of story. Yeah, uh, John, what are you bullish on the idea of this Infinity Guard conspiracy? Do you see this going in interesting directions? I'm very bullish on it. I really, I like the, the idea that it is. I'm also maybe from the perspective of Quid's character, especially where she has given her life and her service to the Infinity Guard, and now is being confronted and mm. is likely being confronted now by this conspiracy. I think that could that, that could pay off dividends as well. And the fact that Gary, you know, his father was a member of the spaceship, and that all that it's gonna, I think it's gonna link up pretty well. I'm trying to figure this out. I really feel like Infinity Guard and Lord Commander are somehow related, mm. and I'm. I think that could be a, that could be problem that could be problem because otherwise, why is Lord Commander a major villain in this story aside from just getting Mooncake? I think those two are going to be connected somehow. What if Lord Commander is the uh, reanimated uh, it, it remains of <laughs> oh, Gary's no. dad? Of no! Gary's dad. <laughs> oh no, no! no I think that that'd be pretty silly, Dylan. <laughs> Uh, you know, I like I I do think that the um the direction the narrative has gone thus far has been pretty uh tame, been kind of expected. Even the big moments in this episode are like, okay, is is that you know, blown up? It's an Infinity Guard conspiracy. You know, that's all. It's all kind of a, it, it's pretty it's pretty expected. Um, kind of waiting for us to go in some crazy direction like the Lord Commander. I do think Lord Commander is an interesting thing to identify, John. Yeah, it's like why why him? Yeah, like is he just really the you know the sith lord of the series or is there is the uh, the the helmet darth vader is there something here is, well, is we, there he has these great superpowers i mean he basically like in episode three he breaks the eyes of the tw- of one of the members of the 12 mm. so we know he's got these powers we know he's sick and he needs mooncake and to unlock final space to heal him and Again, he has this very manically evil quality to him, which I attribute again to David Tennant doing an amazing job in voice acting. There has to be more, though. I don't want him to just be this evil for the sake of evil type character because this show definitely needs someone that has some sort of purpose. We need a humanized Lord Commander. Well, not well, so much humanized. Well, okay, well, sort of humanized. But what I mean more is like, I don't want him to just be, you know, big bad guy that does big bad things. I need there to be sub depth. And I, th- I hope it is. And I think it is going to be linked to the Infinity Guard in some way. Otherwise, because that would make the most sense. Uh, I'm kind of getting into that with John because like his powers like kill him. And why would anyone have powers that just straight up like make them weaker over time unless he obtained them from a source and that source corrupted him and like uh, like a Voldemort kind of way, you know? Yeah, Maybe we- he was like a chill dude. He he harnesses power and is like, oh, awesome. I can do all the evil stuff I always wanted, yeah, but it's okay. like killing him over time. <laughs> Been there, I done that see- with uh, Voltron. Not interested. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, another possibility we can throw in here, is there a way where... He, uh, Gary's dad is still alive. Uh, yeah, as the Lord Commander. 
Oh well, well besides no, guys, uh, 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 well, nothing. Is my uh, I'm not gonna accept yours. Yours, no, yeah, yours but, isn't a character. That's very plausible. I might be doing that, Michelle. No, but, but because like it, the, we have the mention of gravitational constant, but we also have introduced like temporal wormholes and, and the like. So is there a possibility where th- these two are connected, where gra- gravity and time can combine in a way where it perhaps like threw him into another? into another timeline or something like that and ah. the ship exploded some something along those okay, lines that's more I, pl- that's more plausible than reanimating his yeah. remains okay well um, I, I just want to say like because like it, it feels like gary is under the assumption that he's dead but i think that the show could potentially work away where it ends up feeling like a twist that he's still alive or yeah, something the all the all we didn't see the body uh rule uh here and uh yeah, I think time, uh, Nightfall has already introduced the possibility of alternate timelines, and uh, for sure that I think that could be a thing. I don't know. The more, the more episode four, uh, I I am more uh, expecting alternate timelines or time travel or a combination of both. Like I think, I guess time travel feels like a given to a certain extent with Nightfall. I feel like alternate timelines is the is the really big thing that they could do at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, why Why are episodes 6 to 10 so big, Olin? Like, uh, is it, are we doing timelines here? Like, well, what's going on? I, I, I also, I wonder if, like, little Kyle, because he keeps being like, please, like, come find me as soon as possible. What if, like, it is going to be an alternative timeline thing where, like, he waits and waits. Now he's, like, an old little Kato. Really old cat man. Oh, yeah. And, and then do... Kato finally comes for him. He's like, you took so long. I hate you now or something. Oh, it's Michelle. Um, mm-hmm. This is a great... Uh, idea because uh olin rogers has okay well you didn't hear my what because yet okay (laughs) you're just saying oh yeah it is a great idea you're right i did say that um because olin rogers has consistently cited interstellar as a source of inspiration for uh final space and in interstellar there's a uh, a famous or at least to me sequence where time moves differently on a planet versus there in space Mm -hmm. and when they come back they're dead or different ages or something and uh it's I love that uh, shit. Like uh, I, I eat that up, and uh, they we could totally be doing that in the show. I think they could do they, that with. Kyle they have been playing with time. They have been playing with time already. They've yeah, been, they've been setting that up. They've been feeding it to us each episode. Wait, well, how? In in what ways have we been playing with time? Well, because they jumped he went ahead four days jumped, in time. Yeah, yeah. they jumped yes, ahead yes, four yes. days, and it was yeah, just that, like my sense is over. It's like nope, sorry, contract doesn't work like that. And yeah, they that's don't the, know that's the how other long reason. they're going to jump in time each time. Like, that's the surprise. So the surprise could be, oh, it's been like 57 years. Well, yeah, too exactly. bad. Yeah, that's the other reason He's time travel now. feels like a given because we've already done time travel. Um, yeah, this is this is an increasing. I, I absolutely love episodes where one character ages really fast, another doesn't. Star vs. the Force of Evil, Running with Scissors, great example of this. Absolutely incredible use of that. There's a recent episode of The Magicians that had this. Uh, it's it's always incredible emotional heft. Interstellar is, the, is, I feel like, the most famous version recently. And uh, first, yeah, this, first season of Matt Smith's Doctor Who played with that. Yes, Matt. Yeah, that's true as well. This first another, episode played with that, actually. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, it's, it's easy, emotional. Uh, yeah, interesting doing that with little Kato because his, his story. We can briefly touch on him. We have more important things to get to in the episode. But um, I feel like if there's a complaint about the episode, it's that the little Kato storyline is, um, is nothing to do with everything else. Yeah, so far. Yeah, well, the same issue. Here's the previous episode, right? We had like also that cut in at the very beginning, and then right. him at the very end. I, th- I think the previous That's episode it. was like a million plot lines happening, so whatever. But this episode is like focused, so I think it hurts this one more. 
Yeah. You, um, little how, Kato, he gets a... What? How old, is, how old is Little Kato supposed to be? He sounds like... He's like 20. 10 or 12. Well, he's voiced by Steve Yu. He does, but, uh, but yeah, he's, he's supposed to be like 10 or 12, probably. Yeah, I think so. Um, he gets <laughs> a, uh, a thumb drive uh, f- that's attached to his plate, brought in by the robot thing. Like, uh, is the robot thing on his side? Um, and then he plugs it into his tablet and is able to send coordinates to uh, Avocado, although we don't see the result of that in this episode. Yeah. So uh, yeah. we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, some great speculation so far. Uh, I think I think we've arrived at a few interesting theories. The most plausible of which, of course, is uh, Gary's dad being Lord Commander, as we all know. Oh my God. And- <laughs> Gonna have one insane theory per show. Um, and should I? Should cover. I? Yeah. Should I latch on to this one like I do no, with other theories? No, you can should... do a better one later. Come on, I only seen four episodes. Wait for something even what? crazier. What? Uh, Mooncake is Lord Commander. Should I do that? Yeah, sure. What okay. if? What if Gary is Lord Commander? Oh, <laughs> Gary from the future. Wait, wait. Actually, that's what's oh, happening. Oh, hold on. Oh, that's actually. God. Wait, wait. Hold on. Actually, that's what they're gonna do. I. Yeah. <laughs> That's way everyone, more plausible than everyone into about. the wormhole. No, seriously, like, Lord Commander's that. alternate timeline future Gary. Yes. So what's what was what's what Michelle? So like, how is he going to become evil then, Dylan? If you're going to make this, you're, you're whatever crap. you were talking about with tempted by power, distorted, you know, by whatever. Power? Yeah. Okay, but he doesn't like care about his past self, which he's interacting with an awful lot, and doesn't Maybe, remember the yeah. name of. Did he lose his mind he, while he got yeah. power too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Needs Gary and Mooncake to redo the thing that made him into Lord Commander and keep the time loop going. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. I think Alex has. Uh, I'm laughing upon. at my own fake theory. <laughs> no, I, I uh, Alex, oh, thank you. I, I've Alex has identified my my theory for Final Space. It is the Lord Commander's future Gary. I actually, think it's very plausible. Okay, we'll talk more about that in future podcasts. But um, we, what, what was what was I talking about? Oh, Little Kata, we did that. Um, yeah. The the sequence of Gary uh, rescuing Quinn. Um, we go. We do like a 360. We have a slow mo. Um, I think it's fantastic. Um, just, uh, and then like the, mu- and I, just the music of when Quinn comes back in the ship and they're meeting again, it's, uh, it just contrasts with, uh, Gary's perception of what's happening and his like with Quinn's happening. I just, that whole sequence is so incredible. Um, the, the other, uh, great sequence we even talked about is Gary and Mooncake going to try to harness the power of the supernova to, uh, to repower the ship. They, what is a, the name of that song? Somebody yeah. let us know. Please. Yeah, the, right? yeah, it's yeah, there's a great song playing and uh, it's, it's really, yeah, it's really dramatic. It looks gorgeous. That whole sequence is absolutely incredible. Yeah. It also has that delicate trippiness to it, which works in space. Space. Yeah. A lot of the supernova stuff does. Uh, for sure. Um, the, uh, Gary's, I, I, I have this on the outline, or not Gary, I have this on the outline as Kevin's dramatic insertion into Q. Oh, I know, um, and they made us yeah. a, a Space Odyssey reference with, with Q? Q's the name of the artificial intelligence, right? Yes. yes. Right. Yeah, and I love, love that because whenever I heard his voice, because it's so, like, creepy and calm, I keep like, oh, God, I'm getting real vibes from that. So I'm glad they, like, straight up referenced it at last. Q is Hal. He's been Hal from yes, the whole beginning. Q is yes, Q Hal the whole time. Yeah. But also, it's amazing how they give Kevin like actual emotion in this scene yeah. because uh, obviously we've seen Ga- we've seen Gary harass uh, Kevin for a long time and Kevin just rolls with it. But when it comes from Hugh or I guess from another person that isn't Gary is when he finally like takes it seriously or like uses it as motivation. Like nobody believes in you. You're a loser. You waste You're the blood. Loser. Like, and then Kevin uh, gets kind of uh, sad. And he's like, I'm gonna do it anyway. He's my best friend. And that's what a good dumb friend does. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a very beautiful sequence to see him just develop right before our eyes in like two minutes. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Well, so good. Well, also, I actually went went back a couple of episodes. I'm not sure if this is if this key that he's using is the same key that Nightfall inserts into him in that, that second episode. Oh yeah. Because it, yeah, like in that episode, she like overrides yeah, Kevin is. and like sticks something in him that we don't really see very well. So yeah, I, su- I assume that's that. Now that you bring it up, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. The like, avocado and Quinn are. Round. Yeah, he had an extra one, and then I'll come. Uh, he had multiple things up his butthole, but uh, avocado and Quinn are are arguing about who to do it, and Kevin's like, "I have the key. It's in my butthole." Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think uh, we're finally waiting for bre- better material for Fred Armisen as Kevin. I think that line's really good. Embrace uh, the. Kevin. Embrace the Kevin, yeah. Kevin. Oh my god. Is, the, is that so the name good. of the Kevin fan club, Embrace the Kevin? Embrace the Kevin. But that's what the shirts are going to say, Dylan. Okay, are you making, yeah, is that's embrace our pitch to Kevin. TBS is to Embrace the Kevin shirts? Yes. Yeah. Do they exist? Do, have we checked the shirts yet on the website? <laughs> I um, mean, they, they've made mooncake plushes. Get on those Kevin plushes, yeah, get boys. On, get on the Kevin, Kevin shirts plushes. and plushes. <laughs> uh, Michelle, in our weekly uh, Kevin and Gary ship tracker, uh, Gavin, obviously very hype about, uh, Gary. And, uh, there's this, oh, there's this one scene in the beginning. I feel like you must, your ship part must have been going crazy when, uh, Kevin throws the mint into Gary's mouth and then tries oh, to retrieve yeah. it. But- that was so funny. <laughs> that was a good moment. Kevin's so just trying to help all the time. Also, yeah. uh, Gary, when we cut to commercial, Gary, uh, is like, anyone there? Uh, like, uh, uh Quinn, Hugh? Oh, yeah. And last he's Kevin. like, Ke- Ke- Kevin? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I noticed that also. Oh, he yeah. misses Kevin. He misses Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, uh, oh, one line I really love from the beginning of the episode. Uh, Gary says he's the whole thing with him being captain again. Uh, he says, as soon as crap hit the interstellar, interstellar fan, uh, I became the captain for real. And then he says, uh, calculating, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed. I, I listened to that line and I thought to myself, oh my God, Hugh is basically robot Dylan. Uh, oh, interesting. I'll take that. Okay. I'll, I'll, Dylan, have you been hanging out with Owen Rogers? Uh, yes, I think so. I think uh, that's what this podcast think is. So. You're not I think sure. that's what this podcast is. I, I, yeah. Just because I remember from the panels, and I was like, oh my god, this reminds me so <laughs> yeah, much shutting of shutting down people. Just shooting yeah. down people left and right for <laughs> those Rick and Morty panels. Uh, yeah, also, uh, from from the very very first Gary line, because uh, Quinn says, like, is there not a single idiot that can hear me? And it yes. hard cuts to Gary. I can hear her. <laughs> so, like, yeah, yeah, that's that, great, I too. That, that, that timing is moment. great. And, and it's Gary's first lines. Like from there, I was like, okay, this is going to be a good episode. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Uh, one, uh, we, we mentioned uh, bad avocado. Here's the best avocado line is they're, they're arguing about uh, something. Him and uh, Gary are arguing in the beginning, and he's like, uh, uh, four, four years, uh, 11 months. And he's like, that's five years, bro. Like uh, <laughs> yeah. avocado says, bro. I like that. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, the uh, oh the, uh, the the sequence when uh, Quinn doesn't remember his name and at the end he's like a uh, Gerald and then all the robots are like all the uh, freak out. <laughs> yeah, it's like Gerald. Yeah, yeah, that was I thought that was very very funny. Um, and uh, we talked about the, uh, the the punching sequence. Uh, Sly Fox, Icy Minx, Danger oh, Panda, man. Danger Panda. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we're flirting. This is great. Yeah, that uh, I really love the flirting line because like he's got like blood coming out of his nose. He's already had three whacks to the face. <laughs> it's just like really <laughs> yeah, funny. Whacks. The whole scene is really yeah. funny. 
Oh, a uh, big plot, big plot uh, scene we haven't talked about is Mooncake finding the log of uh, the crew that found him. Uh, and mm. uh, he see, he's viewing the, the log of uh, when, I guess, the Lord Commander is attacking him, uh, the guy that finds him. And then he turns around and there's Nightfall um, in real time. Yeah, Nightfall how, went how is she there? Like, she seems think, to be wherever she needs to be immediately. Right. Right. That's why she's, that's why Nightfall is playing with time because she's a projection here. So that was pre recorded. So that means Nightfall's been here in the future and in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's definitely time traveling. And uh, Nightfall threatens Mooncake again. So that's not good. Yeah. Like wh- wherever you go, death follows and will make its way to Gary. And that's yeah. pretty much the same thing in episode two. Don't let Gary die because of you. Yeah, and then so. Mooncake gets really sad. A lot yeah. of yeah. Mooncake He's like, I know. Yeah. He's like, oh. Yeah, this week in Mooncake Sounds, uh, we've got uh, uh, Chuck, 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 Chuck. Woohoo! There you go. That was one of them. And uh, like we a all... chicken, kind of. <laughs> yeah, he added uh, Chuck, Chuck, Chuck. Um, what was the other one? Oh, he says uh, Chocolate Papa when uh, he wants to get Gary out of the, uh, oh, yeah. the, the, the thing. Yeah. Wow, it's great you installed the soundboard. Oh, that was you, that you think I'm Mooncake. That's great. Oh, the soundboard's back. Um, uh, I'll take it. That's that's the biggest compliment you give me. I think is sounding like uh, the fave Mooncake. Uh, slightly underutilized Mooncake this episode, but still. Oh yeah, and then he flies Gary back afterwards. Pretty great. Yeah, that, that, that's his moment. Like him yeah. being determined yeah. to drag Gary out of there. Yeah, I think I think that's very good. Um, what else we go? Oh, yeah, we learned uh, briefly. I think we were going to touch on this at the beginning, but Quinn, uh, the videos didn't get sent to Quinn. I'd speculated that Hugh didn't send them. Uh, Quinn says that they get lost out this far out in space. I don't think she really knows. Uh, just uh, kind of trying to cheer him up, or not, or just uh, yeah, just her, her read on the situation. But yeah, confirmed that uh, Gary's videos don't go out to Quinn, which I think is the the good decision to go here. So it's just uh, inner Gary uh, log thoughts. And, um, Alex, anything else you can think of from the episode we even talked about? And uh, we have the, the final ending scene where it's like, oh, now I remember oh, yeah, yeah. that guy, which That's also right. kind of annoyed yeah. me a little bit. I would have preferred, like, it just stayed that way of, okay, we're, we're starting from zero, but whatever. Eh, I think it was going to come. It's going to come back. So yeah. you ca- yeah, I, otherwise the scene just doesn't make sense. I like that. Yeah. She's like, oh, you're that idiot. And then uh, he's like, you should get that finger out of your face or I'll snap it off. And then the episode ends with her snapping his finger. So um, very representative ending of the entire episode. I, I disagree. Yeah, pretty much. Well, disagree. What do you mean? Representative of their dynamic well, in the whole episode. Oh, well, the dynamic, I guess. So. But just like the, the whole episode is so great. And that final scene feels kind of like a, a letdown. Like, it it's, it's, much, yeah, it's not like, it's not, like a, it's not a cathartic, uh, bi- you know, right. big ending or ties it all together. I think it's it's a little moment representative of the dyna- the big dynamic between Gary and Quinn introduced in this episode. So I think it, it works as an ending. It's definitely not a huge ending or whatever. It, it's, yeah, like, it's, it's like she's. It's like she's playing. She's still playing around with him because it looks like she's joking. It's like now get that finger out of my face before I break it. And you can tell it's like she's still kind of having fun with him. And then you just cut and you realize, nope, she's actually doing that. That's. I think I, I think it's still a little upper a little up for interpretation whether she is having fun with him. Um, I, I feel like I, in, I, she's smiling though. I'm. But I mean, people smile a lot when they're uncomfortable because of society <laughs> and expectations. So you yeah. can't just be like, oh, she's smiling. It's it's like I, it's like I didn't get I didn't get sort of discomfort from that. I I got sort of you know, oh yeah, that's but now it's like now. Get yeah, I don't think I don't think she's uncomfortable. Yeah, I think she's just flirt, and she's and she's like in her own way like. Y- 
putting him back in his place. She, I think she's just funny. all bu- she's just all business. Like uh, I don't think she's just ignoring him. Like uh, it's you know, she's just in it. She's focused on her thing. It's like uh, okay, just, just stop doing. It. Like she's not bothered by it, but she's like stop it or else I'll do this. And then he keeps doing it, so he, he, she does that. Um, yeah, I they, they, all, I feel like that's a good. Uh, extrapolation of quinn's character so far all business um except for maybe the cute line but even that line's all it's just it's just an aside so mm-hmm. um yeah i i think we're interested to see where her character goes from here um yeah I, my hot take is that this is really incredible episode one of the best of it's the not a hot take why is that it's not a, a pretty take? reasonable this take is, that yeah, this my is take pretty, pretty yeah I think I've been won over. This is the best episode of the Yay, show so far. Dude, oh, Alex. Dude. Oh, my God. More Alex bandwagoning. Alex, Alex, it's a hot take because they were next to a dying star in this episode. Oh, my God. Ah, ah. That, uh, also, yeah, that's I, the only way it's hot take. Uh, also, I have taken a temporal wormhole. So Alex from the future is totally into the Quinn Gary ship. That, no! that, that, oh, that's wow. Only okay, that's, that's a big development. Leave like, that wow. for the future. I I, I've come back it. from episode eight. Yeah, but who who knows whether we'll be in an alternate timeline then from when the one that came back uh, is from. So oh, we'll, we'll uh, have to wait and see. Get a, yeah, the, the clone just came in here for a second. I had to kick him out. What did he say? Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, nothing. He didn't say anything. Don't worry about it. Uh, okay. Yeah. That that was really weird. Do you mean the clone just took over your body? I don't think that's how clones work, Alex. No, he, he, I had to like kick him out of the chair. Was, uh, what did he do? What did he do to you? How did you not hear? He, take, just, he took like headphones. I, I, I have the headphones in. Okay, I'm not aware of my surroundings. Okay. Speaking of the Gary Quinn ship, though, I mean, if we're really going to that, is, is Quinn going to be <laughs> into Gary and Lord Commander? Like, because if that's a oh my God. real ship, she's going to have to like him I too. I thought he was laughing at Crack ship. Um, I want to burn all this to the ground. All except okay. Kevin and Gary. So there, <laughs> it's going to have to be in Lord Commander too for that to work. What if Kevin is Lord Commander? Oh my God! Stop. Okay, there's, uh, <laughs> well, we've already well, figured out the well, truth that Gary is Lord Commander. We already figured out that that's the truth. Michelle is just very funny, just completely ignoring Alex's uh, stupid, <laughs> stupid gag. It was like, speaking of the thing you said <laughs> well, before, I stopped paying nice attention gag. to you. What, what, that's what a gag? Okay, oh yeah, there you gosh. go. Committing to it. Okay, final thoughts, Michelle. Um, Gary good, and Lord Commander. That's your final. That's your final thoughts. Yeah. I mean, that's not that's yours forever. But Gary yeah. is Lord this, Commander. Yeah, this episode surprised me in a really good way, and I hope it can keep this momentum going. I'm not saying it needs to have like a great balance of comedy and drama every episode, but it seems to want to have both anyway. So I just I hope it keeps staying strong like this and okay. progressing well. That is my hope. John, final thoughts. I want a cookie. Yeah, oh yeah, we didn't talk about the six minutes of oxygen uh, cookie. There you go. Okay, that was the only other thing we talked about. Uh, we- weakest cold open so far? I th- it was fine. It was fine. I okay. think it's like losing its like strength with each like episode opening because we're getting so used to it. It's they're, not they're, like yeah. hitting home anymore. I, I think the cookie was the most thematically resonant given cookies earlier in the series. There just wasn't a standout funny line. Yeah, I, I guess I'm, I'm into Michelle's interpretation that we might be getting slowly more dramatic as we're getting like closer and closer to the end. Yeah, the same like wide shot of him floating with all the rubble, and like I'm conditioned to it now. I expect it, so it's not going to like make me feel the same things it did the first couple times when I didn't know it was going to keep happening. Yeah, but well, now it's like you know, it's I, just I, a, a thing every episode. I have the opposite reaction. I saw that cold open, and I'm sort of thinking about this. And I know that's supposed to be in the future, and I know it's supposed to be in the future. That's later on. And what I'm starting to realize is, I 
I'm really wanting him to finally eat a cookie. Like, I'm actually invested in him finally <laughs> wow. getting that cookie. Didn't he I mean, eat a cookie in episode one, though? No, he hasn't gotten a chance yet, I don't think. At the end of that episode, he finally manages to get the cookie. Oh, no, no but then Kevin steals it. it. Yeah, yeah, Kevin. Kevin it. Yeah, he's going to, like... Good. Consume the cookie. Yeah, that'll it, be the that's the series finale. It went from like <laughs> it, you know, I'm like it went from a stupid gag to like okay now I'm like really invested. Like, is he really not going to eat a cookie before he dies? I don't know why I'm so invested in him getting that cookie. Like, well, that cookie, I don't know. Some people really like the dry, crumbly shit, but I think like soft cookies all the way, and that one looked crumbly and nasty. So it's like, Gary, you could do better. Okay, next week we'll talk about cookies more. Space. How could he get? How could he do better than a? I would take a (laughs) cookie. Crumbly sand thing. I don't know, man. But hopefully, if I'm locked in a prison for five years, you give me an oatmeal raisin cookie. I'll be thankful for the oatmeal oatmeal raisin. Oh, don't skip that. Oh no. Okay. Okay. We'll talk. By the way, just yeah. Well, just like relating to the episode tone, I found it very interesting. Like the previously on, which is the first thing you see, is just so hype. Like, oh, get excited, get excited, and then we jump into the cold open, which is very somber, whatnot. And that's kind of a representation of the show, right? Because uh, it, it, at, at some points it's at like a manic humor, the throwing jokes all over the place. And at other times it takes its time. It's very slow emo- emotional weight to it. And I, I think that, that it's probably hit its balance very well. And that just the first minute of the episode is kind of representative of what the show has become. It's, it is getting more balanced, I think, because they're starting to yeah. integrate. I think they're starting to blend the comedy and the emotional notes a bit better now in these last two episodes because they're not as separated. Right. I, just that ju- juxtaposition at the beginning just it, it caught my eye very well. I, I, would, I, I still think they're pretty, they're pretty separated. I think that's, uh, I do think it's maybe, maybe a little bit better here. Um, but uh, they're progressing into making it's, them it's, more yeah. blended. Yeah, I mean, I think I feel like uh, there's a lot of aspects of this that are uh, like the dramatic scenes, uh, some some of the funniest moments kind of individually up to snuff of, you know, let's say a Rick, average Rick and Morty or Bojack episode. But it's not like the, the blending of those elements, I feel like, is not there. Like, I think I think that's where hopefully we'll get to. Um, it, that with comes with it, it comes with time. It comes with plot. Right. And those, those shows didn't do it this fast either. So, yeah. Right. Um. Okay, but yeah, episode four, uh, for being episode four, was pretty pretty incredible. Let us know what you thought of chapter four of Final Space. Leave a comment at overlyanimated.com. Click on the article, leave a comment there. If you're listening on YouTube, leave a comment uh, there as well, or you can give us an iTunes review. Um, and uh, let us know who is Lord Commander. <laughs> is oh, it uh, no. Gary? Uh, Gary's dad. <laughs> who are the other contenders? <laughs> Kevin? Uh, yeah, let us, let us yeah. know. Or, uh, and because uh, he's got to be, I'm a hundred percent sure it's Gary now. He can't be and, himself. Uh, he has to be a different character. Send us yes, your character that's, power that's rankings. Well, let uh, us know why Kevin is number two at this maybe point right now. Avocado, and he's super bitter about. Oh, it could be avocado too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. It could be any. Avocado doesn't seem like he's. I guess his son. Other than that, he doesn't have a ton of tie to the, the main story unless he's lord commander hmm, okay. that's what i mean um, little kato could be lord commander he's, oh little ca- yeah yeah you said little kato is lord commander yeah that's another you know yeah. stuck in prison so long oh wait oh, okay i just thought of something like is the is that the the bar that's the 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 flash drive that's connected to, to the plate is that just lord commander setting a trap what bar that's connected to i mean the, the the flash drive that's connected to the plates that allows little kato out of the send the coordinates to oh yeah yeah it might be a trap yeah, yeah sure. it could oh be. dear yeah so we'll see well maybe next episode uh, that's a good theory um 
But uh, yeah, let us let us know who's Lord Commander. I like that we spent like half of that episode theorizing classic and uh, the, consider. Yeah, c- t- come talk with us about it in our Discord, overlyanimated.com slash Discord. We have a final space channel. Support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you very much to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Michael, a.k.a. Mickey. And thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John Ryan, Steve, Alex, Andy, and Hugh. Um, check out other overly animated podcasts. Uh, we got uh, some movie discussions up. Red Winner, uh, Star Wars Rebels uh, finale discussion. If this is coming out on the day we think it is, the Rebels finale is also happening that day, and uh, other all that other stuff at overlyanimated.com. Thank you guys very much for listening. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Take care. <laughs>